We're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome to TTSN, the transformational squirrel network where we make shift happen. We're excited to introduce you today to Jeff Wickersham. He is the author of best-selling book, Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat. He was interviewed recently in Authority Magazine and made the editor's list for the top 10 interviews. He also has a podcast show called Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs. He is really proud of two facts that I want to tell you about before he gets the chance to. <laughs> One is that he's been doing meditation for 100 or sorry, 1,125 days straight using the Insight Timer app which is the one that Cindy and I also use. And he has been doing cold bath or shower, so cold plunges every day for 780 days straight. So we want to welcome you to the show, Jeff. And I want to ask you, what brought you to doing all of the things that you're currently doing? Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for so much for having me. Very, very grateful to be here. So I'll start as far as the, the journey to, to this point, and you can never connect the dots forward, but you can definitely connect them backwards. And looking back, I would have never thought this is where I would be, but I was in the corporate world for almost 20 years. And, and uh, a little over six years ago, I lost my mom to breast cancer. And it was one of those moments that kind of punched me in the gut, cut me at the knees, had me questioning everything in my life, right? Trying to make rhyme or reason to watching the, the woman that, that brought you into the world take her last breath. Fast forward 11 months later, I had that second moment where I was told in, in corporate America, I needed to relocate up in New York City or Arizona. I live outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with, with my family. And I said, that wasn't happening. So uh, I decided to make a, a switch. My mom was into fitness. I've always been into fitness. I, I went into the fitness business. And then what kind of organically grew out of that was people would put in applications to come in to see me, but I'd call, text, video chat, email, and like 10% would come in and get in the door. And I, I just thought, what is the issue? It's, it's what's going on in our minds. So I, I went on a deep dive personally down that rabbit hole of personal development and uh, as well as started to develop habits, rituals, routines. And, and I came back to you know, how we bookend our days. What's that last 30 minutes of the day look like? And what's that first 30 minutes of your day look like to, to really set you up for success? That's awesome. That's fantastic. You know, we had connected uh, earlier, probably I'm going to guess May or June, you and I had connected. And uh, yeah, you helped me to see that, that the importance of that thir first 30 minutes of my day. And for a few months, I was really going great with getting up at 530 in the morning. And then I slid back. And so now I'm getting back into that. I'm now I'm at six o'clock moving back to that early again. And um, looking forward to the point where I am making the best of that first 30 minutes. But I want and I know Cindy wakes up really early. So she's a really yeah. early. <laughs> 5 a.m. 5 a.m. But I'd I'd really like to hear some of your routine because yeah. I'm sure I can add to mine definitely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and I always like to hear what what early is right because people define early differently. Uh, yeah. I, I I get up 
five days a week at three forty-five in the morning. And <laughs> then, uh, it, it just gives me so wow. much, so much time and, and opportunity mm-hmm. to work on myself, have that peace and quiet and all those things. But so, so Cindy, to your question, let, let's, uh, unpack the rise, fight, love, repeat, right? That's the mantra I live by. That, that's what the morning fire is built on, that, that four-step process. And the rise, I always like to relate that to a phoenix rising from the ashes, right? We're reborn every day. You're, you're grateful for, for breathing in, being able to stand upright and, and do the things you love. But so many people don't think about how they prepare the night before, right? right. They, they kind of wake up and they play defense so the rise for, for myself, my clients in the book, it's all about preparing the night before, getting your clothes out, getting a glass of water ready, having that alarm away from the bed, knowing what you're going to do when you start your morning. So you have intent right when that alarm clock goes off, because if you can, you can accumulate these quick wins, like drinking a full glass of water right when you wake up, because the longest time we go throughout our days at night. Uh, so you, you are a little dehydrated when you wake up. So if you get a full glass of water in, that can start that rehydration process and wake you up as well. So that's the rise, right? What do you do to prepare at night? And then glass of water, little affirmations, speaking about yourself. That's a very powerful thing to do in the morning to, uh, to start your day. So that's the first part. The fight, the fight is a piece I love because I feel like as we get to adults, we don't fight. We don't scream. We don't do things. We don't, we, we lose that kind of dog mentality. And I want to bring it back where you're fighting for your physical fitness, your mental fitness, your nutritional fitness, and, and you're getting after it, right? You, you've got that, that desire, that, that fight in you. So exercising a bit, exercise is so important, not necessarily to burn calories, build muscle, burn fat, but just movement for energy. And if you exercise 10 minutes in the morning, you'll get a tremendous amount of exercise, uh, uh, energy. You'll also have those, those endorphins released, right? That, that happiness hormone that can definitely help. Love to meditate. Obviously, Insight Timer is my go-to uh, mm-hmm. meditation app. And then, uh, then putting some good nutrition in, right? It's a great way to start off the day, get some greens, some fruits in. Uh, I love the green smoothie. Uh, so that's the fight portion, right? And, and I want you to and I, I coach my clients to really get into that fight mentality, fight for those things you want and truly desire because so many people just settle for good. And when they settle for good, there's frustration, there's resentment, there's regret, there's all those pieces to it. So that's the second piece. The third, uh, the, the love portion is you've got to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. And we're so inherently hard on ourselves. We never gives ourselves enough credit. So if you can love yourself first, you love all those around you that much better. So uh, love, love taking some time and, and gratitude journaling. I write notes to my sons every morning. So, so my mom probably had every color of sticky note, post-it note in the history of the world. So uh, I actually write on a, a post-it note every morning, put it in an envelope and put it outside their doors. So I, I just think that's a powerful message to send them every morning where they have a note, could be an inspirational note, could just be, I love you. Um, they have something from, from me. And then the, uh, the, the repeat phase is, is just the repetition, right? There's a science behind habits and rituals. So many people don't have an awareness on it, don't have an understanding. So that repetition piece is, is the very unsexy uh, piece that, that you, just, <laughs> you just need to repeat it over and over and over again. And if you, you are consistent, it's just so incredibly powerful. 
What do they say? How many days till you create a habit? Well, you know, that's a good question. We've all heard 21. Right. It's not the case. And that's why so many, so many people fail. Like we're, we're recording this. It's January 21st. January 19th is the day most people fail on their new year's resolutions. Wow. So you know, we've heard, Jan- we've heard 21 days to make a habit. That's the, they've done brain scans. Neuroscientists have done brain scans. It can be anywhere from 21 to 67 days. Yeah. And at 21 days, they've okay. seen many times that old habit and that new habit, the neural network are basically the same. So that old habit is like fighting as, <laughs> as much as it can to stay and the new habit is right there. So as people think, oh, I've made it, I've hit 21 days, you haven't. And that's why so many people fail because they don't understand the, the science behind it. And it's why, you know, my signature 10 week uh, small group coaching program is, is 10 weeks. It's 70 days to get past that upper threshold of, of 67 days. Right. So, so me at 21 days, deciding that I should curl up a little tighter with that blanket that I have. <laughs> I should let that go till 70 days. I got to wake up before that for 70 days now. <laughs> Correct. And, and obviously it's dependent on the person. It's dependent on how many times you can do something. So if you can do something multiple times a day, it's going to start sticking a little bit more. So you can probably decrease the, those number of days. But that is such an eye-opening thing for, for people to be aware of. Because if you think it's 21 days, which we've all heard, you're setting yourself up for yeah. failure. And that's why so many people don't succeed in creating those, those habits and rituals that, that truly stick and then are that, that foundation for anything you want to build in your life. Right. And so you mentioned exercise in the morning. So do you mean like cardio? Do you mean just any kind of exercise? What kind of exercise are you talking about for 10 minutes, 10 minutes when you get any- any, uh, any yeah, exercise, pretty doable. any yeah. action, it, it totally is doable and any exercise, right? It, it can be, uh, going for a walk for 10 minutes, getting outside it could be 10 minutes of stairs in your house. It could be 10 minutes of burpees. If you're, you're really aggressive, right? It could be jumping jacks, air squats, yoga, what, whatever it is stretching for 10 minutes, just moving the body is so incredibly powerful. And I told you, I went, went into the fitness business. I, I closed that due to COVID, but one of the things that I've uncovered, one of the discoveries I've had through coaching clients through my 10 week program is I've had multiple, multiple people lose a good chunk of weight by just exercising 10 minutes a day. Yeah. I just had somebody lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks. And all she did was 10 minutes of exercise a day, but she was consistent over that 10 weeks. And and that's, it's been very eye opening coming from the fitness business. And then understanding that, no, maybe, maybe you don't need to spend 45 minutes. You just need to do it every day. And then, and starting in the morning, then what is the trickle down effect? You make better choices right. from a food perspective. You do, you, you meditate. It's all these pieces that, that really uh, you know, holistically help you mind, body, and soul to, to really be on fire throughout the day. Right. Yeah. So, so I want to ask you a little you... bit about, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Cindy. Um, what would you say is a, a good way to like start building these good habits? Like, how do you start? So 
Number one is the awareness, right? Then we, we talked about that a little bit there, how long it's going to take. The other piece is uh, related to awareness is up to how, how much of what you do on a daily basis can be driven through your habits and rituals, right? I've seen studies 50, 60. I've seen others that say up to 95% of what you do is on autopilot, meaning the mind has a the mind has a limited capacity, right? It can't process all that we do uh, every single day. So anything it can automate, put behind the scenes, like a computer program running behind the scenes, it will. So that awareness is, is key. Two, starting small, right? So many people say, yes, I'm gonna start an exercise program. And they haven't exercised in five years. They exercise for a week for, for 45 minutes every day. They're so sore. They can't get off the toilet, right? And, and then what, what, what is the mind? What does the mind connect? It connects exercise with pain. And I'm not going to do that moving forward. So starting small, if it's exercise, for example, we're talking about that a little bit. Go for a walk for five minutes for a week. Next week, add five more minutes. Go for 10 minutes. And then you're going to build up and you can start to get that forward momentum. So that, that would be number two. Number three, get an accountability partner or put it out in public. So you're held accountable. I, I went live on Facebook all of May this past year. And I, I went live on the first day of May and I said, I'm going to do this every day at 1230 for the entire month of May. Now, was anybody going to hold me to it? Absolutely not. Most people cared less, but when you put it out into the universe, there's an internal switch that happens behind the scenes that mm -hmm. you inherently don't want to look like a liar in front of people. So regardless of anybody hold you to it, there I was in the middle of the May at the beach in the back of my truck with a Wi-Fi hotspot going live because I, I committed out in public to do it. So uh, having accountability, something like that is another, uh, another huge piece to the equation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you talked a little bit about having that glass of water first thing in the morning. I want to ask you about that. Yes. <laughs> and so how much water should you be drinking throughout the day? So I, I mean, I, it's really up to the person, but I drink water all day long. I mean, that's my go-to. I, I have a couple cups of decaf coffee in the morning because if I had caffeine, I, I might be divorced at this point because I'm pretty, pretty high energy as it is. Um, but, getting, but getting that water first thing in the morning is, is just so critical to, to the hydration process, waking mm -hmm. up and, uh, and, and starting to make that conscious choice of having a healthy day and treating the body like the true gift it is to us, right? It's a remarkable thing the body is, but we've got to treat it like a sports car, like a Ferrari, like a Lamborghini, right? Put good fuel in it, exercise it. If you do those sort of things, it will respond and allow you to run faster, do all these amazing things. And, and so many people don't really think it in that, that kind of context. And, and if you get into that mentality, would you, would you put 87 octane into a Porsche or a Ferrari? Absolutely not. Well, why, why are you putting it into your, your body that, that is so critical for, for everything that you want to do? Absolutely. You know, there, that reminds me of um, something that I do in, in school with my children. I, I get a, a shriveled up grape, not a raisin, but an actual grape that is shriveled up. And I tell them that I want them to have a water bottle at their desk all of the time so that they can continue to hydrate because their brain 
like all the cells in their body, but in particular their brain, will the cells will look like this grape that is shriveled up. Then we add water to the grape and we watch over a week how it plumps itself back up. And then I explain to them that that's what happens to your brain cells when you're drinking water is that they, they become more alive. They plump themselves back up so that you can think better. You can function better throughout the day. And so that's what the water is doing. Yeah. I, I love that example. What, what a uh, great gift you're, you're giving your, your students, right? Is, is that gift of being aware of how your body operates and how right. important water is, is to your mind. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I never noticed myself um, how very little water I was drinking until it was pointed out to me. I thought I drank water a lot. I always had a glass of water on the go and, you know, taking a sip here and there throughout the day, but it only amounted to a couple of glasses of water until I started actually being aware and taking note, you know, okay, like an eight ounce glass. How many of those am I actually drinking? Wow. Like I was only drinking a couple and how, how many things that dehydration can contribute to in your mm-hmm. life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Along with, you know, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and just the awareness of it, right? And awareness is yeah. is such a key piece in anything you do, right? I right. mean, uh, I was recently just on an Instagram live with with a friend of mine, and we were talking about how to balance his life and, and time management. Well, if you don't know where you're spending your time, then it's going to it's going to get away from you, right? Mm. Uh, just like the water, just yeah. like the, you know what you put in your body. If you're not aware, it's always eye-opening when somebody starts tracking their food intake and they see that has that many grams of carbohydrates yeah. and, and right. fat in it. They're, they're blown away. And, and that's in any, any aspect of our life. So Cindy, uh, to, to your point, having awareness, I always love to tell people, put on that white lab coat right? Become a scientist and figure out what works for you. Because so many times we just get in those patterns, those habits and rituals are wired. We're used to doing what we do over and over again. And what happens is people are stuck. They're on that never ending hamster wheel, that treadmill of life, groundhog day, day in, day out. And and they're they're frustrated, but they don't have an awareness. So they don't understand how to wait, hit the pause, hit that red treadmill button, step off for a second and wait, should I do something differently? Absolutely. You should. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because my daughter is a certified holistic nutritional consultant. And uh, she said to me today, she looked into our pantry and she said to me, mom, if you don't want to be gaining weight, make sure that you're not eating more than one of those dates a day, because dates are like one date is all the sugar you need for a day. And here I am thinking I'm eating healthy, right? Okay, what's my snack? (laughs) Four or five dates. (laughs) Well, you you know, awareness, right? Being, (laughs) being aware of what you're putting into your body and, and what it really, what it really contains, you know, just a little... Mm -hmm sidebar there (laughs) yeah my my youngest son has uh crohn's disease and Mm. uh when he was diagnosed when he was five years old that was one of the biggest shifts for us eating wise right eating much more whole foods right non-processed foods and i just remember my my wife coming back from the grocery store 
grocery store and almost being in tears because trying to read labels and what Mm -hmm. they put in the food it is a full-time job if you want to try and figure that out so um and and it's set up for you to want those things right Mm -hmm. it's marketed for you to want those things you don't want to stay i mean the the rule of thumb is just stay on the outskirts of the the super of the uh, grocery store because that's where all the fresh stuff is but uh, it's it's crazy Uh, once you have an awareness and try and decipher things it just opens up the world to what's going on how do you set yourself up for success how do you eat healthy how do you exercise how do you put on that white lab coat and continue to try and refine and, and get better Absolutely. Right. I just wanted I've to definitely pause. been down a, a rabbit hole of that. What was that, Sam? Go ahead. I was just going to pause and say, hi, everybody. If you have any questions for Jeff, type them in and we will try to see if he can answer a few of them. Um, just recently, I've been on that rabbit hole of putting on the lab code and I've never dream that I would be that girl that is reading the labels in the store, right? I never dreamed that I would do that. And wow, like it's so incredible how much sugar and, you know, things that are bad for us are in, you know, salad dressings. And you think you're doing so good because you're eating a salad, right? Well, read it. Holy, you know, it's just, it's mind boggling. And And it is somewhat overwhelming in the beginning as well, right? Because everything you've been doing for so long, is everything you probably shouldn't be, you know, (laughs) to eat healthy. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, you know, we, it's something we have to um, not be so hard on ourselves with too. We, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. It can't just all happen overnight. Right. Right. Um, And that kind of leads to like, how do you break those bad habits right we talked about the good habits how do you break those bad bad ones you know because it's cravings when we're talking food we're talking oh boy right yeah yeah absolutely and i and i would say to your point cindy you you do have to give yourself some grace right and and i have a uh, mantra inside my my coaching programs never miss twice right if you miss once life happens Mm -hmm. but it's gonna it's gonna happen don't beat yourself up about it, right? I, I like to talk about the uh, windshield you know, analogy where the front windshield is, is your future. That's big and large. That rear view mirror is tiny because it's looking behind you. So continue to focus on that, that front windshield. So never miss twice. If you can get back on the horse on any habit you're trying to build the next day, then you're much likely to stick with it. If one day becomes two days, becomes four, seven, that, that's where you, you really fall off. So never missing twice is, is a nice thing to, uh, to really hammer in on. From a bad habit perspective, you've got to put resistance in the way, right? If it's eating, don't have those foods in the house because then you have to physically drive. You're putting that resistance in the way of going ahead and and eating. If it's drinking alcohol, don't have alcohol in the house. Don't go out to a a bar where you know you're gonna be tempted and and the willpower might fade, right? Putting in resistance and and, uh, Sean Achor in his his book, The Happiness Advantage, talked about how he'd come home from from work, flop on the couch, turn on the TV, and next thing you know, it'd be six hours later and and he was watching TV every night. He couldn't break that bad habit. So what did he do? 
it sounds ridiculous, but he took the batteries out of his remote control, hid them somewhere in his house. So when he came home and tried to turn on the TV, it wouldn't turn on. He ended up grabbing a book and started reading and he broke mm -hmm. the bad habit. So um, nice. adding that, that resistance into it and studies have shown it's, it's around 20 seconds. If you, you give that resistance 20 seconds, then the mind will say, okay, let's, let's go ahead and, and do something different. And to that point as well, talked about water. It's, it's the same thing on the other side, right? Those good habits, you've got to have them planned out. So I tell people in the morning, I want your glass of water ready to go, right? I have my glass of water already poured. I've got some Himalayan salt in it. It's up in the, the cabinet ready for me to go. So when I come down, I know exactly where it is and I can drink it. People always say, why do I have to have it out already? Well, what happens if you come downstairs you go into the cabinet, there's not a clean dish, there, there's not a clean glass, or your favorite glass isn't there. That's the first opportunity for the mind to say, you know what, this morning stuff is for the birds, I'm going back to bed. So it, it works on both sides of the fence, that, that resistance and, and planning piece. Mm -hmm. And so you said with Love a it. pinch of, or a little bit of Himalayan salt. So is, what is that for? So for, for some, uh, some just minerals to, to get into the, to the body that, that sometimes we don't get and to kick it off in, in the morning. Uh, I have some lemon as well to kind of just help the digestive process start. Um, so, so a little squeeze lemon and, and then that Himalayan salt. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. All right. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your morning routine. Um, the cold shower stuff is really intriguing for me because <laughs> I just can't imagine doing it. <laughs> so, so that is an added piece that, that I've adopted in the last, last couple of years. I'm a huge uh, Wim Hof fan. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. you know Wim Hof. Uh, yeah. He's the yeah. guy out in Poland. I've had, I know, a, a uh, former Navy SEAL ex FBI agent who's a certified Wim Hof instructor. So he's been, he went to my gym twice. We did the ice baths and, and I've done it another time with him. So I was always interested in that. How do you push the body? How do you put stress on the body that the environment can put on? And it's not necessarily stress that you internalize, right? And, and that's why I love going into the cold because you're basically getting the, the body out of that 68 to 70 degree, 72 degree temperatures that you're constantly in, right? You're constantly comfortable. So putting that stress on the body allows you to absorb natural stress that you have throughout the day, things of that nature. When it's hundred degrees out, I love going for a run. And my wife's like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm putting stress on the body so I can deal with it. So the, the cold shower is definitely uh, not for the faint of heart. There are definitely, uh, definitely some health benefits to it, right? Improved circulation, blood flow, um, better skin. You know, uh, it, it, uh, you have two types of fat in the body, white fat and brown fat. It activates brown fat. Brown fat has been shown to speed up your metabolism a little bit. Um, but what I love is the mental battle of, and, and I, I go cold. I don't go any warm uh, once in a blue moon, I will, if I go for a long run in, in the cold, uh, I'll do a hot shower, but I turn it to cold. And then it's that mental challenge of your mind saying, <laughs> you're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> why are you, why are you doing this to yourself? And, you know, now that I'm, I'm 700 and some through, 
I, I'm much better at getting in. Uh, I do like to do some breathing beforehand. So a little bit of meditation, uh, the Wim Hof breathing method is you're taking big, deep breaths in, you're, you're activating the system, holding some, some breath hold work. Uh, I've modified that a little bit to meet my needs. So I'll typically do two, two rounds of 30 breaths in and on that 30th exhale. I hold it for as long as I can breathe in, recover for about 20 seconds. I'll do two rounds of that. That gets my body ready to get into that cold shower. And, and I just step in. And, and one of the key things to do is when you step in, the body wants to go, <gasps> you know, like, like just all of a sudden you're taking that. Back. <laughs> oh my God, you know, cause I've, I, the cold shower is one thing and I've done, you know, I, I've done some other things related to the cold where, where, uh, but, but the coldest by far is the ice bath right? Getting in an ice bath and you're, you, you want to suck, but the key Absolutely. is to, to focus on your breath. And that's the, that's the, the, the big mental piece is to be able to step in one, conquer your fears, right? Conquer your mind telling you this is not good for you, right? Because the mind's just throwing up those defense mechanisms and, and the mind's wired for that, right? The mind's wired to keep us safe and certain. And mm -hmm. that cold shower is not not, it sees it as a threat, right? It sees it that we're back in the cave and there's a saber-toothed tiger. That showers, that saber-toothed tiger ready to kill you. So it's saying, don't do it, don't do it. But when you get in there and you breathe, you're focusing on your breath, you're, you're channeling that mind and, and you're really controlling the mind. And, and the mind can be either our biggest you know, advantage or our biggest weakness. And it's, it's truly amazing when I get in there and I can start breathing and actually don't feel the temperature of the water, right? I, I can actually center my breath to the point where I'm, I'm in my mind and I'm not feeling the temperature of the water. And that's, that's pretty amazing when you can do that. But when I started out, my boys thought I was nuts because I'd be in there giving like a four and they're like, is there a dog dying next door? Like, oh. <laughs> oh my God, that would so be me. <laughs> Jeff Gita is on and she says she's congratulating you for following, uh, for the whole family following the diet. It's such a beautiful, loving thing that the family can work together for your son. And she also says she loves the cold shower. It really shakes her up. So I that's love it, awesome. Gita. Thank you, Gita. <laughs> yes. That's great. And for those of you who, who are just starting out and may want to try the little cold shower piece, you can start out with having a hot shower or warm shower. And then at the very end, just turn your shower cold for 10 or 20 seconds and then build yourself up. Yeah. So. That's, that's what I recommend when people start out, right. Is, is just do a little bit at the end, you'll get a little bit of that taste and, and then just very similar to walking, right. Five minutes for a week, add a little bit. If you can incrementally add, build it up, you'll, you'll get, you'll get a tolerance to it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if I'll if I'll ever get to my whole shower being cold, but <laughs> a little portion of it I I can handle. <laughs> Love it. I might have to try it. Yes, I think you should. I think you yeah, should. Yeah, I think so. Are yes. you going to? All right, so are you going to do it tomorrow? Yes. Okay. All right. There you do go. It. I'll do it tomorrow. Nice. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> when I, when I, I hear the cold already. When I hear the try, I've got to, I've got to say, nope, it, you know, we, we we're doing it tomorrow. Right. And, yes, and now right, you're, yeah. you're, we're live. You said it. And, yeah. and now you can report back. I got to do time. it. There yep. you go. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So tomorrow, right. morning, 
tomorrow morning, your post on TTSN can be about how your, how your <laughs> cold shower went. <laughs> no, no photos. <laughs> but yes, I can speak of that. <laughs> no photos. Thank you for that. No photos, please. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so we talked about the morning routine. Now, the, the importance of the evening routine, because you also said about having an important half hour at the end of the day. Yeah, so we don't prepare for a good night's sleep typically. We don't really say, okay, it, we're not intentional. Like, I, I want to get a good night's sleep tonight, right? Do we ever say that? Not, not too many times. We just go through our, our patterns, our habits, and rituals. I love, and I got a pair of them here, right? Blue light blocker glasses, uh, putting those on a couple hours before bed, because if you're on computers, phones, whatever it might be, you get blue light. And that mm -hmm. blue light, when it comes in, it, it stops your natural production of melatonin. And melatonin is that sleep aid to allow you to get to sleep quicker. So if you don't have that, if you don't prepare, if you're doing away with electronics, we just, we got a little lax as a family here recently, but, but once the new year hit, we said eight o'clock for the boys, the phones are done. We all have our blue light blockers on. We're all preparing for a good night's sleep. And uh, you know, that, that's just vitally important to setting yourself up for a quality night's sleep and, and sleep. That's where your mind, your body, every piece of, of your being recovers. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of ways, things that I always suggest, right? Having a cold room, you, you sleep better in colder temperatures. Yeah. I look ridiculous, but I sleep with an eye mask. So I actually have my wife's eye mask and it's got purple eyelashes. I sleep with, <laughs> but I found that I would see something move or I would go to bed before everybody else and, and it would wake my sleep. But if I put that on, you know, I'm out. So, uh, you know, keeping the room cold, uh, having something, I love noise. So I have uh, an air purifier that, that my family says mm. is like a, you know, jet engine. Um, but I, can, I can't hear anything. I can't see anything. I get, I get my six hours of sleep and it is restful sleep, right? That's four 90 minute sleep cycles. And, uh, and I'm up and, and rocking and rolling. So definitely prepare for your sleep, right? Prepare, be intentional. Yes, talk to yourself, right? It's very powerful to say, yes, I'm going to get a great night's sleep tonight. You know what you're telling your mind? You're, you're already putting the thought out there that, yes, you're going to get a good night's sleep. Uh, mm -hmm. Put on those blue light blockers and, and wind down and then, uh, then get a good night's sleep. And Gita mentioned, do you meditate before you go to bed as well? I, I don't, but I have in the past when I have difficulties falling asleep, uh, mm -hmm. since I'm up so early most days, by the time my head hits the pillow, I'm, I'm out mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Um, yeah. just, just from just being in that consistent routine and, and pattern and, and, right. you know, that's, that's just another piece of the equation. So many people fall off on the weekends mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll stay up late, they'll eat like crap, they'll you know, drink, they'll won't exercise. It's no wonder why everybody hates Mondays, right? Because you got to get right back on the horse. So if you want to hate Mondays a little less, you don't have to wake up. I, I've been giving myself a little grace lately where I'm not waking up at 345. It might be 535, 6. But try and stay consistent with what you're doing. Right. And then those Mondays won't be as difficult. Mm -hmm. Yes, consistency is such a key, isn't it? it yeah. yeah. It, it so is. And 
so many times we think, oh, I'm going to just work so hard so I get to this point. Well, right. there's, there's really two dates that matter in your life, right? The day you were born and the day you die. And then there's that dash in between. And, and you're, you're never going to stop doing something if you get that mentality of, hey, I just want to get 1% better each day. I just want to continue to develop. And you, and you fall in love with the process. Yeah. Then you're you're much more likely to say, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again today. I'm gonna do it again today, and uh, that that's where the the true success and growth lies in anything you want to to achieve in life. Right, and as long as you're moving a little bit every day, right? That's it. It's the uh, it's the compound effect, right? If if you got one percent better for an entire year, you'll be thirty seven times better not 37%, 37 times better than when you started. You'd look back and you would have any idea who that person was. And it's 1% is if you're doing a hundred pushups, it's just one pushup more, right? That first day. And then it's, you know, a couple. So it's, it's incredibly powerful when you, you think about that. And, and we were just talking about going into check out the labels of food and how overwhelming it can be. Mm -hmm. And so many times we get overwhelmed. We see the top of the mountain, and we say, how the heck are we going to get there? Right. And, mm -hmm. and when the mind sees it, it absolutely throws up roadblock blocks, right? The overwhelm yeah. it causes a lot of people to procrastinate or stop. Yeah. Uh, I've got a goal this year for I'm doing 100,000 pushups this year. And wow. when people hear that, they're like, wow. how the heck are you going to do that? Well, I broke it down. And it's if I do 300 a day, that's 109,000 pushups throughout the year. That's doable. But when you hear the hundred thousand, it's like, I could never do that. Well, you've got to break it up a little bit. You've got to break it into chunks. And then you just take that first step. And then once you take action and that motivation, you feel inspired and it kind of just, it's that circle that continues to, to build upon itself. Nice. So you're a coach as well, right? Jeff, um, I was just wondering, what do you advise people for their self-negative talk? Like how do the, what do you advise for getting out of that same old programming that has been going on for years or whatever's happening? Absolutely, yes. And, and uh, I am a coach, high-performance coach, but uh, we, we all take a couple things from our childhood, right? We adopt them as beliefs, beliefs and then they're those automatic negative thoughts that play in our head, right? Some people call them ants, right? right. Those are the, the automatic negative thoughts that, right. that had really plagued me up until a couple of years ago, right? And I didn't, I didn't realize that they were kind of my brake pedal as I was trying to slam that gas pedal go down and go so fast that they were really limiting. And one of the strategies that, that I learned from a coach was when you have one of those, and, and I'll share my two, my two were I'm not worthy and I'll never be good enough. And those played in my mind so many times. And what I learned is when you have those and they creep up, put aware, be aware of them, acknowledge them, but then write them down, right? Like I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm not worthy. And then put them on someone you love. So I'll use my oldest son, Jackson. Would I ever tell Jackson, you're not good enough? Right. Oh, so why am I talking about myself that way? And mm -hmm. just that little exercise of doing that will give you the space to say, you know what, mind, I'm moving past this. I absolutely am good enough and I'm, I'm going forward. So that's just a, a 
simple, quick strategy that, that folks can use when they yeah. have those pop up because they can be so debilitating, right? You, you, you don't yeah. feel it. You, you're not really aware, but that self-worth is limiting you making the phone call or going live or, or doing the, the reach out that you should do. And they're, they're truly, truly powerful. And, uh, and that's, that's one way to get past them. That's Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Do you have any other questions, Cindy, that you wanted to ask? I, I kind of wanted to point out that Jeff also has a podcast as well. So yeah. if you maybe want to talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's called Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs. And Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I drop like a anywhere from four to eight, 10 minute short episode that I do myself. And it's just kind of your daily dose of, of motivation, inspiration, something that I've learned, maybe something that's happened in my life that I want to share and, and hopefully just change a thought in, in one or two people is, is why I do it. And then Wednesdays, I interview a successful entrepreneur on their go-to morning habit ritual strategy, as well as their entrepreneurial journey, right? Where they started from, where they're at now, those bumps in the roads. And it's, it's always just great to hear others and, and what they've gone through because everybody truly does have a, a remarkable story. So it's, uh, it's uh, been pretty good. I've been doing, uh, doing the podcast for two years. Originally it was morning fire and I did a daily episode for a full year, 365 straight days. And I huh? said, okay, <laughs> I don't have that many topics that I can come up with consistently. <laughs> yeah. So I said, no doubt. let me, uh, let me rebrand. I'm an entrepreneur. So that that's speaking to uh, men and women who are, are cut from the same cloth. So I uh, love the interview process, but I also love just to uh, get on and, and share a topic with, uh, with folks. Nice. That's fantastic. Awesome. Love it. Your book, you have it sitting on your shelf behind you, I see. So can you tell us what Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat is all about? So it is the blueprint that I, I just spoke about uh, early on the show, right? It's, it's igniting that morning fire. It's a short read. So it is simple and straightforward. It's not easy what you're going to take on when, when you say, hey, I'm going to redo my nighttime routine. I'm going to make some small tweaks to my, my morning routine, but it's designed for you to take action and to, mm -hmm. uh, to not read something and forget it, read it, take action, implement it, and get, then, then get that massive momentum in the mornings that can carry through throughout your day. Excellent. And I'm, I'm certain that people that have your book would then go back to it so that they can um, use it again and again and again so that they make sure that they're staying on track too, right? Absolutely. In each chapter, I have a take action nugget where you've got to take action. One is reach out to me, you know, what's your pain or, or what's the pleasure chasing. So uh, there, there are lessons in each and, and a take action to, to actually implement what you're learning and to, uh, to put it into practice. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Great. Is there anything else that you would like the audience to, to know, Jeff? Uh, if they ever need anything, I, I'm here to, to help and serve, right? Ever, ever since I lost my mom to breast cancer, I, I am just driven on a daily basis to 
make a positive impact in the world. So if they ever, ever need anything, track me down and I'm always willing to, to help and, and try and guide you in, in some manner. Awesome. Beautiful. You know, um, at this point in the show, what I'm going to do, Jeff, is I am going to give you some squirrel shots. So I'm going to ask you 10 rapid fire questions. You just answer whatever comes to your mind as quickly as you can. Okay. All right. So what color is your toothbrush? Blue and white. Okay. Tell me a weird quirk that you have. I always have a chapstick in my left pocket with two tissues. Wow. Okay. What would you, (laughs) where would you go if you could be a fly on the wall? Where would I go if there'd be a fly on the wall? Let's say Hawaii. It's nice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite movie quote? Favorite movie quote. Oh my goodness. There are so many. It's got to be one of the Rocky movie movie quotes. I, I listen to Rocky, uh, the soundtrack when I, I, I work out. So, um, you know, it's probably when, when uh, Rocky's at the bedside of Adrian and, and he says, I, I don't need to fight Apollo. And she says, I want you to do one, one thing. And he says, what's that? And she says, win. And then Mickey's like, what are we waiting for? So that would be it. <laughs> awesome. What's your favorite sound? Nature. Oh, nice. Nature, yes. being, being outside and just, just hearing nature. If you could choose anyone that you could meet, either living or deceased, who would you choose? I've said this a couple of times and I'm putting it out into the universe. It's going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That would be, oh. a, uh, that would be a kick butt breakfast or, or lunch that we'll, we're going to have eventually. Nice. And what would you ask him? What would be one question you would ask him? How he was able to continue to push and, and persevere through a lot of uh, a lot of pain and a lot of uh, a lot of failure early on in, in his career. Nice. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh boy. Some type of sushi, right? I'm a pretty big sushi eater so <laughs> I, I don't you know octopus something like that i guess okay yep what or where would you want to retire where i'm at right now i nice. uh, i enjoy where i'm at i will visit other places but this is this is home base for me perfect and what is your least favorite food it used to be celery <laughs> <laughs> where my mom would make a dish and there would be a piece where there was no celery, but uh, I, we'll keep it at celery. I still not, not a huge fan. <laughs> okay. And what are you most <laughs> proud of? Being a father. Nice. That's awesome. And Cindy has one last question for you today, Jeff. If you were to stand on the mountaintop and the whole world could hear you, what would you say? that every day is a gift that we truly, truly need to be grateful for. And don't, don't, don't waste those gifts because eventually you won't have them. So, so live every day. Like it's, it's just an amazing gift that you're, you're given. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Jeff. Oh, thank you.
I want to thank you from TTSN. I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here with us. I know you have a lot going on in your life and uh, we appreciate every minute that you've spent here with us. And can you give us um, ways for our audience to be able to contact you? Absolutely. So they can, uh, they can go out to the T-H-E morningfire.com. That's, uh, that's my website. And they can grab the first three chapters of my book if they want to get on my newsletter list, listen to the podcast. I've got tons of, tons of content out there. Uh, if they want to grab my book, they can go out to Amazon, Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat, Ignite Your Morning Fire, as well as uh, if they want to subscribe and listen to the podcast, Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs is on every major uh, podcasting network. That's awesome. And if we can get you to afterwards, if you can post some of those things in the comments below, that would be fantastic. Then everybody will know where to get them. So again, thank you so much for being here with us. I want to thank everybody for coming on and watching with us. We enjoy having you here every week and we look forward to seeing you again next weekend or next week. Sorry. So we're signing off from TTSN. Take care and have a great rest of your week.